Thank you for listening to Culture and Agriculture. My name is Tate Cronin with the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture, and today we're sitting down with Dr. Heather Kelly, professor with the UT Department of Entomology and Plant Pathology. She's also the UT field crop pathologist and the IPM coordinator. How are you, Dr. Kelly? I'm doing good. I know you're wanting to talk about soybean diseases and fungicide decision tools, so can you just tell us a little bit about what that is? Right, right. So really, um, you know, that's one of the things coming up with soybeans getting into reproductive growth stages is to um, be scouting for diseases as well as to decide whether a fungicide is needed or not. And so really to decide that, um, there's tools and resources available um, that I want to highlight today to help growers make that decision. And so um, first and foremost, we've got in-person soybean scout schools that the specialists here at UT provide each year funded by our our checkoff dollars, our soybean promotion board. And so this year, one will be held in West Tennessee, another in Middle Tennessee, and then the other in East Tennessee, all coming up in the middle of July. And we also have virtual scout school material online, um, both at our... uh, through our UT Crops um, YouTube channel, as well as there's great resources on the Crop Protection Network. And then lastly, too, I always want to mention, I do a Soybean Disease Field Day in September. It's either the first or second week of September. It it varies just a little bit each year, but I have that up at the Milan Research and Education Center. There I have essentially a soybean disease nursery. So we get to see almost every disease that you might encounter in soybeans in the Mid-South, you get to see it up close in person with me where I walk you through and identify them as well as I showcase fungicide efficacy trials as well as our variety trials which is um, around 100 different varieties with and without a fungicide. And so all of that data is also accessible online um, going through utcrops.com. Awesome. Now you mentioned that during the Milan Field Day, you get to see some of these crops, um, some of these diseases affecting soybean crops. So can you give us just an overview of some of the common diseases farmers might want to keep an eye out for? Definitely, definitely. So some of the common ones are our fol- three major foliar diseases of soybean. So first being frog eye leaf spot. So it can occur anywhere throughout the canopy. Usually you might see it on the newest growth, um, but it can be throughout the canopy. It's got uh, the the spots have a dark margin, if you will. And then when you turn it over and you look on the underside of that leaf on that spot, that lesion in the center of it, there should be almost a little darker gray or or even maybe a little bit of a a dark or a light black spot. And that's the fungus actually sporulating on the underside of the leaf. Um, The next one might be, uh, the next two are really lower canopy diseases and that would be target spot, which as the name suggests, it can have concentric rings that make it look like a target, but not always. Um, Sometimes there's a yellow halo around the spot or the lesion, but again, not always, but it's always in the lower canopy. And some varieties are more susceptible than others and um, can cause defoliation from the lower canopy up. And then our last um, one is septoria brown spot. So these are the smaller specks or small lesions, small spots that again start in the lower canopy and can work their way up uh, into the middle and maybe even the upper canopy in severe cases. 
So those lower canopy diseases are thought to be more secondary, not as major, not, um, they don't have as high a potential to rob yield as say our frog eye leaf spot does. But it, again, it very much depends on the variety. So more resources to better help um, farmers identify those diseases are on our um, mobile friendly field guide site at guide.utcrops.com. And then also um, variety selection, being that that is very important, um, we have a variety database that can be searched for soybeans. That's at our search.utcrops.com. And what's really nice there is you can look up varieties and not only will it give you a lot of different um, physiological traits of that, that variety, but it also has my data in there um, showing the average yield response to a fungicide put out at R3. And that's usually across anywhere from two to three locations each year in small replicated plots. And so, um, you know, the things we talk about when trying to decide if a fungicide is needed, we talk about, well, when is disease going to be a pest? And you can use pest as the acronym for the four main factors that have to be analyzed. P is for pathogen or pest. What is the disease you see out there? So scouting is very important. Again, uh, resources in person and online to learn how to best scout. The environment, while we can't change the environment, just being aware of it. When we turn hot and dry, usually we're not gonna have issues with most foliar diseases, but our normal environment is pretty susceptible to diseases. And then S is our susceptible host, know your variety. And then lastly is time. So during the reproductive growth stages of soybean is when we need to scout and uh, look for our diseases and decide whether a fungicide is needed or not to protect yield. Awesome. So now to attend these different field days, is pre-registration required? How can people find out more information about these? So more information on these can be found at news.utcrops.com. Um, there, there'll be blog articles that talk about our soybean scout schools as well as our soybean disease field day. Um, Pre-registration is sometimes required, but it is free. Sometimes we just um, do provide lunch, so we like to have a head count to know how many lunches to order. Um, but it varies a little um, by uh, each event. Um, but looking those up on the news.utcrops.com, you can find more information. Um, or also on um, utcrops.com, there's usually also a list of events there. Thank you so much, Dr. Kelly, for sitting down with us, and thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Great. Thanks for having me.